This is New Bedford's news talk station. The place where the South Coast comes to talk about all the hottest issues locally and beyond. This is WBSM. Call in to have your voice heard at 508-996-0500. Or open up the WBSM app and hit app chat to text us. Or open line to leave us a voicemail. Let's hear it, South Coast. Welcome back in hour number two here on Wednesday morning and room for you at 508-996-0500. We have a caller who has been patiently holding on. So let's go to the phones. Good morning. You were on WBSM. Oh, hey, morning. Yeah, I heard you talking about the um, uh, the misuse of government property for some private gain about getting people evicted. And it reminded me of uh, something that happened back in the 80s and 90s. You remember um, the Crips and Bloods? Yes. Do you know how they came to peace? I didn't know that they had. Well, yeah, there was a famous um, one of the members of the Crips, uh, or excuse me, of the Bloods. Uh, in fact, one of the founders of the Bloods was a guy named Tookie Williams. And he ended up in prison. And while he was in prison, he friggin' totally changed his ways. Uh, you know, and so he arranged, he figured out a piece uh, for the Crips and Bloods. He wrote a book about it. I don't even know if he didn't win a Nobel Peace Prize or something, but he uh, he was still executed. Uh, they uh, put him to the death penalty. But what he, the importance of this is, like, back in the uh, early, do you remember the Iran-Contra scandal? Uh, yeah, a little bit. I mean, I've read about it. I was I was like eight when it happened. Yeah, well, it was selling drugs in America to pay for guns for the Contras. And Oliver North was so dirty in it, and he only got away with it on a technicality. And the idea that American assets were used to evict people, and what was even worse, when they started spreading crack around America, and this was when crack got, Oliver North was sneaking cocaine into Los Angeles, and Tookie Williams was down there, and uh, they were glad to take it off Oliver North's hands. And uh, and then they taught him basically how to make crack. And uh, it wasn't just high-quality cocaine. It was they, tur- they made crack, which was like any kind of white stuff. Mix it in with cocaine, and you don't know if you're getting rat poison or baby powder. And, um, and so the whole idea that these friggin' designer drugs were originated basically with Oliver North and he's never served a day in jail about it and people all across America, white and black every race, color and creed lost houses to kids who got addicted to crack they ended up in jail, somebody puts their house up as bail and then uh, what's a crackhead going to do? Screw up the the uh, you know, the bond money and how many houses all across America were lost because of, uh, you know, middle class America was eaten alive by the crack epidemic. Uh, one kid goes wrong and the whole house gets lost. And uh, so I just kind of smell, you know, with real estate prices the way they are, you look at this high whole idea of getting people evicted, create new land values. Uh, you know, it's it, there's scam money all over it. I would look for, you know, look for where this fentanyl's coming. In fact, there was a famous scandal 
if you look at the manufacturing, just kind of like the chemical manufacturing of, of cocaine, you've got to have acetone. Well, where do you get acetone? It was uh, Exxon. And where does Columbia get, like, 100% of their uh, acetone is from uh, Exxon? comes rolling in there, and about 90% of it is made to, into cocaine. About 10% is made to gasoline and nail polish and all this other stuff. Mm-hmm. So you want to stop uh, cocaine, you just stop Exxon. Well, uh, it's a, it's an interesting perspective on it. Thank you for the call. Sure. You have a Please good day. Stay safe. And uh, it's kind of so kind of reeling it back to where that conversation was coming from. Uh, there's a Washington Post article where uh, this came out. I believe it was published yesterday. Let me double check on that. The publication date on it. Yes, it was published yesterday, uh, yesterday morning. And uh, Kate actually brought it to my attention yesterday afternoon. But in this, the article is called Eyes on the Poor, Cameras, Facial Recognition, Watch Over Public Housing. And what it is is there's a number of municipalities where they are utilizing surveillance cameras, public surveillance cameras that were purchased through public safety grants, grant money that allowed them to buy these cameras for the purposes of fighting crime. And they are taking those cameras and they are pointing them at their public housing and they're utilizing the footage captured on those cameras to evict people from those public housing units. And that that process is happening here in New Bedford. New Bedford features prominently in the article. Now, the article does point out that New Bedford purchased those cameras with money from the budget of the housing authority. So that was the idea of, you know, they're paying for it themselves. They're not utilizing public safety grant money to do it. But they're utilizing this footage to evict people from their homes. And it talks about a couple of different folks in New Bedford that have run into these issues. And so, um, again, I want to point out that uh, the spokeswoman for HUD, Christina Wilkes, pointed out that the use of those cameras, even if they are purchased with that public safety grant, is not a violation of the grant terms. So I know it sounds on the surface like you would say, well, if those were purchased with public safety grants designed to fight crime, why are they utilizing it to uh, keep an eye on residents of public housing and catching them in housing infractions, which are you know, not crimes. Uh, but uh, she said that there, that does not mean that they can't do that. And again, I want to also reiterate, New Bedford's cameras were purchased by the Housing Authority um, to be utilized in this manner. But it talks about a couple of different folks who have run into issues. One of them was a woman who was served an eviction notice in 2021 after the Housing Authority used cameras to investigate her over several months. Uh, she's a single mother of two. She had relied on her ex-husband to help take care of the kids while she worked days as a bus driver and attended night school to train for a career as a lab tech. The housing authority believed her ex was living at the house without contributing rent and violating a policy that restricts overnight visitors to 21 nights a year. So they used software to place a digital marker next to her front door and told the system to retrieve every moment when motion was detected near the marker and then they suspected that the, the ex was actually leaving through the back door. They set up a portable camera in the backyard pointed directly at that door. And then they reviewed that footage and the, the Washington Post saw the footage themselves. And they have, you know, screenshots of that footage there. And she she said that this was, you know, harassment, that they were outright harassing her. Now, 
the security director for the New Bedford Housing Authority, Sam Aka, said that um, the NBHA tries to work out situations like this, and they tried to work it out with her, but she refused to acknowledge that the ex was living there and that she actually presented evidence to the agency showing he was living elsewhere. But that, you know, this this still did not work out in her favor. And they, the NBHA said they, they typically conduct video investigations into 10 to 15 people at a time. So they're trying to help catch people living in public housing without paying rent and help identify unregistered guests who have not been vetted for past offenses. Now, there's other there's another story of a woman who was living in New Bedford. And let me scroll down to that one because it is a lengthy story, but it's it's definitely worth your read at uh at WashingtonPost.com. But give me one moment here, I gotta track it down. I should have just pulled out the key parts. So the other person who was living there was who was living in public housing was actually kicked out after the cameras repeatedly caught her smoking cigarettes too close to the building and getting into altercations with other tenants. So this 68-year-old woman now sleeps in her sister's basement trying to find a place of her own. She had recently filed an application for a new apartment and had it accepted, but then when the landlord called public housing for a reference, then the offer was rescinded. So she doesn't know you know, how she's going to find a place now because she has this uh, this eviction on her record for, you know, getting into arguments with other residents and for smoking too close to the building. And they wouldn't have, I mean, you know, in a situation like that, yeah, you probably are getting complaints from the other residents, so you have a paper trail of what's going on, but they're using the video footage as a way to bring that to the courts and say, we need to evict this person. And sure, you want them to be vigilant about making sure the people who are living in these in these public housing units are following the rules. But it it seems a little extreme to be spying on them like this. Like, does it not feel invasive? It's one thing to have a, a, a camera pointed, you know, at the the, the housing unit. You know, so let's just say it's uh, you know a building with multiple units, and you've got an outside camera on a pole pointed toward it. You know that's protection, that's surveillance, that's having the public's interest at heart. But then when you go and you place a marker on her door, so it catches anybody that goes in and out of the door, that seems invasive to me. And maybe you feel differently about it. Five zero eight nine nine six zero five hundred. But when you go to the story at WashingtonPost.com, you can see some of the video footage. And you can see just how much it was activated and what it was recording. And you can look at it and see if you don't feel is that is that invasive. And I understand it's public housing. It's getting subsidized. The public is paying for part of your rent. But how would you feel if your landlord said to you, you know, not in, in a non-public housing setting, your landlord said to you, I'm going to place a camera across the street and I'm going to record every single time you go in and out of your door. And I'm, not only am I going to record it, but I'm going to put in software that will let me know 
every time somebody has gone in and out of the door. You know, we do that ourselves when we put in our own security. You put in a ring doorbell, uh, you might have it set so that every time there's movement in front of the doorbell, it's going to send it to you. Maybe it sends you a, an alert on your phone that says, you know, motion detected. But how would you feel if, you know, that same thing was happening by your landlord? That your landlord had the camera installed and the landlord gets an alert every time there's motion at your door that you are paying rent for. And even though this is subsidized housing, you know, people are still contributing to that rent. They should have some modicum of privacy as part of that. What do you think? 508-996-0500 or send me an app chat message on the WBSM app. We're going to take a break. We'll be back in a few moments. live in public housing in New Bedford, the New Bedford Housing Authority knows who's knocking at your door because they've got cameras pointed at it. 508-996-0500. Uh, we will get, I'll take that phone call in one moment. Hang on one second, caller. Uh, William in New Bedford says, I have no problem using Amerisar to catch people doing things against the rules. Uh, public housing isn't supposed to be permanent anyway, but there is no follow-up to check finances and folks stay there forever. Actually, some of the people that are involved in this were in Trip Towers, which is for, you know, elderly folks. So it's senior housing. So that's, you know, I mean, I know that they won't stay there forever, but you, you don't. You don't want it to be a, a temporary situation. You want them to be around for a while. Um, so it's not just people who are in you know what should be a temporary situation. 508-996-0500. You're next on WBSM. Hi, Tim. How are you? Oh, hanging in and you. I'm doing all right. Oh, good. So anyway, um, I'm listening to you talk about the cameras. Um, I had a girl here. It's not housing, but I have a girl next door to me who had a camera on me. Now, is that legal? Uh, depends on where the camera was. What, what do you mean by that? So do you do you live in an apartment building? Is that no, no. So you no. have a you have a house. Yeah. And so the camera was on her property, but pointed at your house. Right. Then right. I think I, I that there's that's legal. Well, I called the police to come down, and the police said that there's nothing I could do about it, and um, he said that I could um put the, put my fence up higher to. To block that camera, I don't know what she's trying to prove. Anyway, what she was trying to prove, the camera's not there now. Well, I mean, was it a was it a camera or was it like a doorbell camera or was it like a physical camera? I don't know what you mean by that. It was a camera and it was like hooked to. It looked like it might have been hooked to her computer. Okay, so you're talking about an actual camera onto itself. Some some people have a in their doorbell. They have a camera built in so that when you ring the doorbell, the camera turns on. No, this was she was pointing it right by that, and I don't do anything but water my flowers and um, go back and and back and forth into the gate. So, but I noticed one day, like it was, it really had me really ruffled. But now I really don't care too much um, at the beginning because I never had a neighbor ever do that to me in my life. 
And um, then I noticed that it was like when I went into my um, my physical house that the camera was actually, you could really see that. And I that's when I called the police. I said, because how can she, that's an invasion of personal privacy. Uh, unfortunately, it's not, believe it or not. So as, as long as it's on her property and it's pointed toward the street, then no, it's, no, it's legal. Not, not pointed towards the street. Is she across the street or is she next door? Right next door. So it's pointed not toward her house, but toward your house. Right. So that the, the wouldn't catch anything in in her yard at all. Um, not really. Because you got to keep in mind too, a lot of these cameras are kind of like fisheye lenses, so it may look like it's being pointed directly at you, but it might be trying to catch that side of her house. No, she's the, the girl is really being mean and. Uh, well, it all started because she burnt my hedge with a with a pipe. Um, I, and I've been here twenty years, and the the, the hedge um, it belongs to me. And uh, she's only been there like three years, maybe. So the he- the hedge got burnt from one of these pipes that uh, says "Do not block gas vent," mm-hmm. and um, it, it, it's a. Uh, um, High efficiency heater or something, and she actually killed the the um, the hedge right there. And it's a hedge is a live thing, so you really it's it's. And I do flowers, so you know it's, it's sensitive. And so it was burning me up because I mean I asked her to put something on the pipe or turn it so that it wouldn't burn the hedge. That's what started the whole thing. So now she got nasty and put that camera up there and it does like you're talking it does look like a fish lens but there's no way um no way um that it's catching anything on well, on I'll, the other side uh, it's all on me i'll tell i'll tell you a, a story uh, when i was younger when i was in high school i think it was my freshman freshman year yeah freshman or sophomore uh we lived in a house where there it was a su- converted summer cottage so there was no indoor shower so my dad had to, you know, you had to shower outside because that's how the people did when there was their beach house. So my dad put a portable shower on the sun porch, which was an enclosed, you know, sun porch, three-season porch. And so we put a, a portable shower there. And I had a neighbor that used to sit in her living room and just stare into our house the whole time. So you know what I started doing? I just started coming out of the shower without even bothering to put a towel around me. You know, you want to look into the window, you're going to see everything. And that, that kind of got her to pull the shades down, so... I don't know if you want to go that far, but, you know, give her a little something to see, and then maybe she'll stop looking. Yeah? That's my suggestion. But it's harassing, isn't it? Is, 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 you, can't, you can't say that's harassment? I, I think you could probably, if if you wanted to, to take it further, you could probably go to court and sue to have her have the camera, you know, moved from your property, but it's going to cost you some money to do that. No, it's on her as in a window. I mean, moved away from, you know, uh, pointed away from your property, I should say. Yeah, okay, Tim. I'll be listening. All right. You have Thank a good day. Thank And uh, 508-996-0500, if you want to get involved in that, we'll continue the discussion on that after the news. Uh, but uh, right now, we are going to go into the newsroom with Kate Robinson, who has – she she's watching me through the entire show. But uh, I don't know if she's going to be using any of that footage against me at any time. <laughs> if I see if I suddenly see a camera pointed in there, you're getting the same treatment as my next door neighbor got. Oh dear! Just be aware of that. All right, noted. I think I might have just gotten myself fired. I'm going to get called into HR later on for mm-hmm. that. All right, let's go into the newsroom before I get into more trouble. 
Scientists are predicting global warming will reach a new record over the next few years. Researchers at the World Meteorological Organization say there's now a 66% chance that the Earth will pass a 1.5 degree Celsius global warming threshold between now and 2027. They say the chances are rising because of emissions from human activities and from the El Nino weather system expected this summer. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis is sending over 1,100 law enforcement agents and National Guard members to the Texas-Mexico border. The move is in response to a letter sent by Texas Governor Greg Abbott to all 50 states requesting, quote, support in the ongoing border crisis. DeSantis will send 800 members of the Florida National Guard, 200 State Department of Law Enforcement agents, and just over 100 State Highway Patrol troopers. President Biden is canceling his upcoming visits to Australia and Papua New Guinea due to ongoing debt ceiling talks. The White House confirmed the news Tuesday, saying Biden informed Australia's prime minister that he's postponing the trip. He'll still travel to Japan later today to participate in a G7 summit. Republicans in North Carolina are overriding Democratic Governor Roy Cooper's veto of a controversial abortion bill. The state's GOP-led General Assembly voted Tuesday to allow a 12-week abortion ban to become law. Senate Bill 20 includes exceptions for rape or incest and a, quote, life-limiting anomaly in the fetus. At least three more buses of asylum seekers are arriving in New York City today as the city considers school gyms to place them. Mayor Eric Adams says the city is looking at upwards of 20 school gyms to possibly house migrants with the city out of shelter room. This is one of the last places we want to look at. None of us are comfortable with having to take these drastic steps. Adams says the gyms are separate from the school buildings, but some parents are still concerned for their children's safety. They're also not happy they were told that students wouldn't be able to use the gyms for activities and recess if migrants are placed there. The number of Americans diagnosed with depression is at a new high. Rory O'Neill reports. New numbers show 29% of Americans have been diagnosed with depression at some point in their lives. That's up nearly 10 points from 2015, the first year that Gallup conducted a poll on the issue. The percentage of Americans who are currently being treated for depression is nearly 18%. The survey found that depression numbers had been steadily rising, but jumped significantly after the COVID-19 pandemic. I'm Rory O'Neill. The Anti-Defamation League is criticizing comments made by Elon Musk about Democratic superdonor George Soros. On Tuesday, the outgoing Twitter CEO compared Soros to X-Men villain Magneto, saying, quote, you assume they are good intentions, they are not, and adding, quote, Soros hates humanity. Soros is Jewish and a Holocaust survivor, the same as Magneto is portrayed in the X-Men comics. Anti-Defamation League CEO and director Jonathan Greenblatt said Musk's comparison is, quote, not just distressing, it's dangerous. Filmgoers at the Cannes Film Festival gave Johnny Depp a standing ovation. Michael Kastner explains. The actor is currently starring in the French-language film Jean Dubarry, which premiered Tuesday at the 76th Cannes Film Festival in the south of France. The film was well-received, and Depp was visibly moved by a roughly seven-minute standing ovation he received for playing the role of King Louis XV. 
Stepp's first movie role since last year's bitter legal battle with his ex-wife, Amber Heard. I'm Michael Kastner. A Chinese comedy troupe has been slapped with a 14.7 million yuan or 2.1 million U.S. dollar penalty over a joke about the military that invoked a slogan from President Xi Jinping. The quip likened the behavior of the comedian's dogs to military conduct, irritating authorities. They said Shanghai Xiaoguo Culture Media Company and comic Li Haoxi had, quote, humiliated the People's Army. The company accepted the penalty and terminated Lee's contract. In sports, the Eastern Conference Finals are at TD Garden. The Celtics in Game 1 with the Miami Heat tonight at 8.30. And the Red Sox go up against the Seattle Mariners again tonight. That game at 7.10. Now for a look at your local forecast from ABC6. Well, we're going to be a little bit cooler today. We're only going to see temperatures of about 61 degrees. Overnight tonight, a bit cooler. We'll see those low to mid-30s, so make sure you bring the plants in or cover them up. We could see some frost around the area. And for tomorrow, we're going to reach a high of about 60 degrees. From the ABC6 Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Skylar Spindler on New Bedford's News Talk Station 1420 WBSM. Right now it is 54 degrees and mostly sunny. I'm Kate Robinson for WBSM News. Stay up to date with WBSM, New Bedford's news talk station. And get breaking news alerts with the WBSM app. WBSM. And 508-996-0500 if you want to call in and get involved in the discussion. We were talking about the Washington Post article, uh, which you can check out. It's at their website, WashingtonPost.com, in which... They talk about how a, a number of municipalities are utilizing public safety cameras to point it at their public housing and use the footage to get people evicted. And New Bedford features prominently in the article with surveillance cameras that were purchased by the housing authority placed, you know, to, to watch over the residents and to capture video footage that is used in the eviction process. And you can read more about it, and, and, and I've mentioned some of the cases, but there are other cases in other parts of the country where you, know, you can see exactly how this is being used against people. You might feel like this is a worthwhile thing, that they should be watching the folks that live there, and they should have cameras pointed, and they should be looking for violations of people who are living there when they shouldn't be. But at the same time, I would ask you, well, if you were living there, if you were in that situation... At what point would you expect to have some degree of privacy? Yes, I would totally understand that if I was living in a public housing building that I would expect there to be cameras in the hallways and outside and, you know, seeing who's going through the front door of the building. But I don't know that I would feel comfortable having my door digitally marked so that every time somebody came in and out of my door, it was reporting that to the housing authority. As was the case with one woman who, you know, said that her ex-husband was helping her with the children, but that he didn't live there permanently. And, and the housing authority tried to argue, well, he's he's here too much. He should be contributing to the rent. And listen, I don't know that the woman's telling the truth. In fact, the, the, the Washington Post doesn't really say as much either. It only says that she said she provided evidence that he lived elsewhere. They didn't talk about what that evidence was. They didn't talk about if they were able to independently confirm that. So it could be that she wasn't telling the truth. But how comfortable would you feel if you were in that position 
with having these digital markers so that they can know your comings and goings. And it's not, you know, you kind of know that they would know your comings and goings anyway because there are generally those security cameras, but to know that they are targeting it and getting the specificity of knowing when you are coming and going. I don't know. That feels kind of kind of dirty to me. 508-996-0500. Good morning. You're next on WBSM. Hello. How are you? Hi. On the housing, uh, marking the housing, how, why now? Well, what do you, what do you mean, why now? Well, why do they want to get people out of the housing now, especially? I don't know how long it's been going on, and the article doesn't discuss how long it's been going on, but the, in the case of that particular woman, that went back to 2021. 2021. So I'm assuming it's been going on for, for a little while. I, I don't know. I don't think it said when they purchased the cameras or when, when they installed did, them. When did the immigrants started coming in? I mean, immigrants have always been coming in. No, I mean crossing the border. So you think that they want to put cameras in here watching the residents so that they can catch illegal immigrants living in the apartments? No, so they can get the residents out so they can put people in, other people in. So they're going to... They just did that in Taunton with the hotel over there. The mayor was on the Howie Card Show, Sean O'Connell. She was on the Howard Card Show. She said they don't have any housing, but yet they've got 400 and some odd people living in that big hotel that are all Haitians. So Where are they going to go? So they you, have to eventually get out of that hotel. They already threw the veterans out of that hotel so they could put the Haitians in. So you, you, you think then that the, the, the New Bedford Housing Authority is, using, is trying to evict people the from whole their homes? State. You, you're saying it's all over the state and all over the country. Why now? I don't I don't I don't agree. I don't think that that's what this is all about. No. Okay. I I don't. I'm sorry. I don't first of all, I don't see, you know, the illegal immigration as the big boogeyman that everybody else sees it as first of all. Uh but No, but it doesn't matter how you see it. Those people eventually have to go somewhere to live. So you th- but the, what you're proposing is that they're intentionally trying to get people out of homes to have those homes available for immigrants. Well, they intentionally took the veterans out of the hotel they were in, in Taunton, and put the Haitians in their place. I, I, I don't know. Where an American veteran, he might have... A family to go to, like you're saying, this woman was put out and she's living in somebody's basement. Americans have somebody to go to. So if they're put out, they can put someone else in who has nobody to go to. It it could also be because there's a giant waiting list of people that need housing and that they could just want to make sure that the people who aren't following the rules are removed so that they can put somebody in there, and then maybe that person follows the rules, maybe they don't, but they'll keep an eye on that person as well. This is true. I mean, there's a huge waiting list for, for people that are looking for housing. skip over the list. I, 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 I don't know. I don't know if I'm ready to go that far into it, but we'll see. We'll find out when we, because uh, Kate's reaching out to the administration and trying to find out more information. We'll see exactly what the uh, what the plan is. 
that's it. You have to wait and see, but it's a theory. Sure. All right. Well, thank you for the call. All right. You have a good day. You too. And uh, why don't we take a break? Caller, hang on. We will get to you as soon as we come back, but I have to take a break right now. We'll be back in a few. And as promised, back to the phones, 508-996-0500. Good morning. You're next on WBSM. Mr. Weisberg, how are you? Good. How are you doing? I'm outraged, okay? Whenever I hear the word veterans, did they actually do that? Because I missed it. They threw the vets out of the Clarion Hotel in Taunton to put Haitians in there? Is that what she said? That's what she said. I didn't hear anything about veterans, but I I didn't hear that interview with Sean O'Connell yesterday either. So I don't know if there was... I'm assuming it was said in that that interview, but I haven't seen anything about veterans being involved in any of the news coverage. How do you feel about that? Are you as outraged as I am? I don't know the details of it, so I don't know what's going on. That's your answer. Just, just, just tell me. Well, no, because going, no, because unlike unlike we'll you, I it. wait for facts before I react to things. Hypothetically, Mister Weisberg. Hypothetically, if it is going on, how do you feel about it? Is all I need. I would. I again, I'm not going to make judgments on oh hypotheticals. My God, you already answered me. Then you're fine with it. Yesterday when I was at the market basket, the veterans are already out there because summer's coming. So they were over there sitting there with their folding table and their coffee can. The American government is not taking care of our service people. It's ridiculous. It's a shameful, embarrassing. This is America. How can this be happening? And now, now they want to take the school gymnasiums away from the kids. And they also want to punish innocent children by stopping their free meals. Are you kidding me? If you want a blanket statement from me, which is the only kind of statement that you can make, apparently, the blanket statement I will give you is, of course, that all veterans should be taken care of. Veterans should not be wanting for anything. So then you agree that they should not have been thrown out. I don't know that they were. I think they might. The story's all over the place, Tim, and I know there is. And nowhere uh, that I've seen the story did it mention veterans being thrown out. Maybe you're not looking at it. Maybe you don't want to tell me. Because if it's out there and so many people have seen it and are complaining, and you're the only one that hasn't? How many people have complained? One person called in and mentioned it. No, I hear them talking about it. You didn't see it anywhere either. You only heard about it from that caller. But that, I you just said that. you only heard about it from that caller. Okay, I didn't know it was the vets I heard about. I didn't know they were veterans. That's why I'm calling. Because we don't know were. that there were. One caller said it. I have nothing else that mentions that. Well, I'm going to have to find out. And then will that be okay with you if I call you back and say, I found out, and it's true. It, again, I would have to find out the situation. So you wouldn't take my word for it if I tell you that I found out. It depends on why they were kicked out. If I'm it was, if it was, if it was, you up. I mean, you said that. You know, this time slot also sucks because it's kind of hard for me to call you now and yell at you. Yeah. Well, you know what? Yeah. Don't use that language on the air. That early? Are you there permanently? You know what? I, I'm going to go in and I'm going to ask the management if I can stay permanently in this hour, just because I know it'll annoy you. Yeah, no, not to annoy me. It's to get rid of me. Why don't you just say the truth? I hope not. I still want you to call in. I would never want to get rid of you. I can't never call. I'm saying it was easier the other way. And if no, you said, do what, that, you said, what you said was it was what easier to yell at me the other way. You said it was easier to yell at me the other way. WBSM surely knows what they're going to do. They knew way in advance that Phil was leaving. So I'm sure they've got... Oh, oh, oh that's right. That you know how up. everything works here. I forgot about that, right? You're but the general manager of the radio station. They're going to tell me that they don't figure things ahead of time. 
They know who's going to be in that time slot. I don't know. know. Maybe if they want to move me to earlier in the morning, they have to wait for me to get, you know, maybe I want more money for it. Maybe they have to get approvals for things. Maybe they have to get corporate okay okay. to do it. I don't know all the details of it. Do you want these hours permanently? I absolutely do now that I know it'll keep you from yelling at me more often. Oh, so I'll be the only reason that you accept that slot. Okay, that's good. Well, it's it's also nice to get out of the studio a little bit earlier and start my other work earlier in the day. Yeah, now you're going to use that as a secondary excuse. What you said first is what you really feel, right? <laughs> you have no idea. You, yeah. you cannot take a joke, can you? No, no, because you're not joking. You mean the things you say. <sighs> you know me better than I do. Are you okay with the lunch program at the school, Tim? Just answer yes or no. Don't give me a big line. Where, 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 did you okay see, where, where did you see that they were taking away food from children? It was right on WBSM News. But has it happened? Has it happened? They're putting the illegals into the gymnasiums in school, and they are also punishing children by taking away their free lunch, which is probably the only meal they have, because they're not going to agree with everything the transgenders and the drag queens are doing. Oh, jeez. So now they're going to punish the kids' lunch. Come on now! Is there a big? Is there a big board? There's like, is there a big board in front of you right now with a bunch of string, a bunch of yarn connecting illegal immigrants, LGBTQ, drag queens? If you agree with all that that's going on, then that is the lowest of the low for you, Tim. You can't get any lower. I thought you were bad before. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm glad, I'm glad that you you don't approve of anything that I do. That means I'm doing things right. You have to defend the Americans, Tim. You are an American, aren't you? And you still are not against the abortion of killing babies that are fully formed and out of the womb. Kill them after they're out of the womb. How do you feel about that? Nobody's killing them after they're out of the womb. I'm asking you. All right. I've had had enough of you. This is enough. This is enough. It's too, it's, too early. Answer, right? it's too early to expect the audience to have to deal with you. So I'm going to say goodbye Communist. and you you're have a, a good day. You're a tyrant. Yep. That's what you are. Yep. Okay. Thanks. You're a communist, okay, Tim? Okay. Yeah. Do, do you want to throw out any more any more insults before I hang up? I know that I'm right. I feel good about what I okay, think. Okay, that's enough. I got to take a break. Callers, hang on. We will get to you when we come back. If you had never listened to me from 9 to noon, now you know what I had to deal with. We'll be right back in a few moments. And welcome back. We have a few moments before we have to go into the news so we can take some more phone calls at 508-996-0500. I'll also get into the app chat messages that have been coming in as well. Uh, But the genesis for a lot of this conversation, just in case you're wondering, comes from a Washington Post article about... Uh, housing authorities around the country utilizing security cameras to gather evidence that are evicting people from their homes. And it mentions New Bedford in a couple of different cases there. So uh, we can... You know, talk more about that. If you want to go and check out the article, you can during the news, but, uh, we'll, you know, try to summarize it some more for you as we go along. 508-996-0500. Good morning. You are on WBSM. Hello. Is this Comrade? <laughs> yes. Comrade Weisberg. Okay. Speaking. Good morning, yes. Comrade. How are you? Um, no, I think that's probably the problem with our society. The minute you don't agree lock, stock, and barrel, which is probably a bad, um, your speech to use, but people just get like incensed, and they don't let you have time to think. Um, I don't, I don't understand that. Like you know, which I'm, obviously there are some situations where you have to react right away. Like if someone is coming towards you with gun, you duck. You know, I don't think you have to think about that too much. But other than that, like what these complicated issues are, 
people need time to think, and you can't make blanket statements, in my opinion. Right, and and I had a rule, you know, when I'm on 9 to 12, I had a rule that I, I, I implemented that, you know, we're going to talk about these topics with logic and not with emotion. We're going to get emotional about these issues, but we got to put that issue aside. We got to put the emotional issues aside and be able to look at things logically. And if we look at things logically, we'll find that we can have discussion and discourse about them. It's when that emotion gets involved that that's when everything goes to hell and we can no longer have a conversation. Right, right. You know, I think that we need to have passion when we have our convictions and things like that, but you need to listen to the other side. And that's why. Um, sometimes I would listen to, um, very, very seldom, but I would listen to Tucker Carlson because I wanted to know what it was about. Like, what are they talking about? And then at night, you know, Mark Levin and um, people like that, I listen to hear what they're talking about. But um, anyway, well, not, I, I got that off my chest. I thank you for not ending the call by calling me a bunch of names and then. But then forcing oh, no, me to hang no, up on I, you. I think you're I think you're very fair and I think that you listen to both sides and I think that you reserve um the right to form your opinions without like being badgered into things. Right. Exactly. So. And you and you know what's funny is no matter like I don't I don't owe it to anybody listening to think a certain way and to stay thinking a certain way if I do. Might change my right. mind, might not. That's what the conversations right. are for. That's right. All right. Well thank you for the call. You have thank a great you. day. Take it easy. Bye-bye. And uh, we have another call coming in here, but I've only got about a minute left. So, caller, I'm going to ask that you hang on. And if you can hang on, we will take you first as soon as we come back from the break. Uh, I just don't want to shortchange you and have you um, miss having the opportunity to have your full say. I always feel bad when I say to somebody, you know, you got 40 seconds, what's on your mind, and then have them... Joe, try to force him to get it out in that amount of time. So when we come back uh, on the other side, we can talk some more. And we will also discuss some other things as well. I do have an article up if you are, are pro, if you are um, a TV viewer, especially in the 80s if you were a TV viewer. You might remember the subscription TV services. There was Preview. There was Starcase. And I was asking people in the building about it the other day. Nobody remembered them. Not a single person in the building knew what I was talking about. Even some folks that are older than me. I asked Barry. Barry was like, I, I don't know what you're talking about. Now, Barry's not a big TV guy anyway, but still, he, he had no idea. So check out the article. See if it rings a bell. And then comment on our Facebook page on the story and see if, you know, I, I, I just maybe maybe it was all in my head. It can't have been all in my head.